Regarding the timeline, your first look is most beneficial. If you have it with your partner, then you can have all of your family formal portraits also prior to the ceremony. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. Hello, my name is Tammy, and I am the host of the Complete Guide to Wedding Photography for Couples Getting Married podcast. I am so happy that you are here, and I want to personally extend a very warm welcome to you. Thank you so much for tuning in today to learn how to set your wedding photographer up for success and how to eliminate all of the obstacles and challenges that you didn't even know that you might be creating for your wedding photographer. And if you like today's tips, I just want to remind you that there are about a thousand others just like it in my book available on Amazon. I believe that a photographer's brain power should be used in creating beautiful images on your wedding day and not for problem solving that may or may not relate to photography. So I got to see my little peanut this weekend. Uh, my oldest daughter, Sierra and Archie came to visit me. I got some bonus time with him this weekend and it was amazing. Uh, I did have to work Saturday. I shot a wedding, but I got to spend um, Friday night a little bit with him when I got home from Chris Rock and then Sunday all day until him and Sierra hit the road. Speaking of Chris Rock, uh, his show was amazing. Someone by the name of, I believe it was Rick Ingram, maybe? I don't know. Whoever opened for him was exceptionally funny. And then, of course, Chris Rock just put on an amazing show, had me giggling and clapping, you know, many times during his stand-up. He's always funny. Uh, he referred to the incident on the Oscars with Will Smith a few times. But if you want to know what he had to say during it, I advise you to uh, check out one of his shows somewhere on his tour. He's a funny guy, funny guy. Anyhow, let's get on with today's episode. I am going to share with you the secrets to having a wedding day first look. 
If you go back to episode number two, what is a first look? That will give you a lot more detail about what this is, but basically a first look is when someone, usually it's the couple getting married, see each other for the first time on the wedding day. And this usually refers to prior to the ceremony. It can refer to when it happens during, you know, right there in the aisle, walking down the aisle during the ceremony. But it usually refers to prior to even the ceremony happening. So like an hour before the ceremony or two hours before the ceremony. Uh, Like I said, it usually refers to the couple, but it can also refer to having a first look with your parents, your grandparents, um, your wedding party or someone in your wedding party, like your ring bearer or your flower girl. You can have a first look with your children or your fur babies or even inanimate objects like your ballroom or your ceremony site. If you want to kill two birds with one stone, the best place to have your first look is probably in your ballroom or your reception site. Because usually most couples never get to see their reception site completely unspoiled. By the time they get there, the guests have been in, they've already messed up the tables, there are drink glasses on the tables, there uh, might be plates with hors d'oeuvres all over the place. They've already spoiled the tables. There are guests in there, table chairs are pulled out from tables, um, etc. So the best place really to have a first look if you are going to do this on on your wedding day and see your partner before the ceremony, the best place to do this is in your ballroom. However, this would require everything to be in place. All the floral needs to be set. All of the tables need to be set to include, you know, the chargers, the drinkware, the silverware the linens, um, your cake needs to be in place. Everything needs to be in place. So this would require a lot more coordination with a lot more vendors. But like I said, I think this is the best place to have your first look because you kill two birds with one stone. Regarding the timeline, your first look is most beneficial If you have it with your partner, then you can have all of your family formal portraits also prior to the ceremony. This will help you save time after your ceremony, which means you can either use that time to enjoy cocktail hour with your guests or reserve that for just uh, creative portraits with you and your partner. So, What do you do during a first look? You can pray with each other. You can exchange gifts, uh, presents. That That sounds like I was talking about animated gifts. No, you can exchange presents. You can exchange private vows that no one else is privy to hear. 
or you can actually do a no peak or touch only first look where you don't ruin the first look during the ceremony when you're coming down the aisle. However, if you choose to do a no peak or touch only first look, these these two instances of a first look really don't solve any timeline issues unless you actually lay eyes on each other. And again, if you choose to have this first look prior to your ceremony, this is a fabulous photo opportunity for you and your partner. But in order to take full advantage of a first look without any logistical problems, you have to do it right. And here is how I educate my couples to do this. So I educate my couples to plan on their first look to end. And this includes the portrait portion. If they're going to have their family formal portraits, I educate my couples for all of this to end an hour before the ceremony starts. And why is that? Because this is typically when their wedding guests will start to trickle in. Yes, an hour before the ceremony starts. And if there's any concern about being seen pre-ceremony, this is when the couple needs to be finished and back in their getting ready suites an hour before the ceremony starts. This way there is no or little to no chance that they are going to be seen by any guests who are overachievers arriving at the ceremony an hour prior to the start time. Number two, no one needs to watch the first look. In order for this moment to be extra special and intimate, There doesn't need to be any spectators outside of your photo and video teams. There doesn't need to be any parents, any members of your wedding party. Really, guys, nobody needs to watch this. And that includes no peeking from windows, no peeking from behind bushes or otherwise. No one needs to watch this. Because if you or your partner are aware that there are spectators or even have an inkling that there's a possibility that there are spectators, neither one of you are going to fully let your guard down and be emotionally available for this moment to organically happen. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're not going to fully and authentically act like yourselves during this moment. I mean, it's it's odd enough that your photo and video team are there documenting it. So you don't want to add any more awkwardness to the situation. Don't have any additional unnecessary spectators for this moment. So that you and your partner can be fully and emotionally available to each other to just let this moment 
freely flow from your hearts and your souls and that you really get to enjoy it if you're going to do this. Let it just be 100% organic. Number three, if you're doing portraits, the family formal portraits, after this first look, everyone who is needed for these family formals should be notified and present. Don't let the people who you want in your posed family formal images just guess or assume that you want them included. Actually take the time to let them know that they are included. Otherwise, people won't know that they're needed there. They will be humble and they will not show up. So you need to physically, verbally, let them know that you need them there prior to the ceremony at a very specific time at 2.35 p.m. I need you at the venue, at the ceremony site to take family formal posed images with me and my partner. It's very easy. Number four, it is best if two photographers capture the first look. That way you have competing angles to tell a complete story. And then also each photographer can concentrate on one face and that you always have, you are always able to capture the expressions on each face rather than a single photographer going back and forth. Something's going to be missed if that's the game plan. Whereas if you have two photographers, one can concentrate on one partner while the other photographer can dedicate their camera time to the other and nothing is missed. So typically how it's done is one partner will come up behind the other. So in the case of a bride and a groom, the bride, usually because the size of her dress, should approach the groom from behind. And then they can either spin the groom around or go around the groom in front of them. However, you know, you choose to do it. Number six, personally, I let the first look play out until the couple tells me that they are finished with their first look. I never interrupt this moment in any way. I am just there to document what is happening until they verbally tell me that they are finished having their moment. Then, and only then, I will open my mouth and we start posing for pictures. This is how you get to photograph all of that emotion. When the photographers are stealthy and quiet, the couple will be in their own little world and forget that we are there. This is when the magic happens and those magical photos get captured. I have shots, I have second shot with other photographers and almost as soon as the bride or dad walks up, they start barking out posing directions. And in my very humble opinion, this is so wrong. Let 
you know, you should have your moment without any interruption from your photo or videography team. Number eight, the location should be a spot with nice, even lighting. The ceremony site or the chapel might not always be the best location. So instead of telling your photographer it must happen here, let your photographer have the ultimate say-so so that they can try to produce the best possible images for you and that there's not going to be bad or uneven or dappled lighting where you choose to have this and that the lighting on your face is pretty much even and that you have nice images to remember this very nice uh, moment from. And number nine, if you really want to build up the anticipation from this moment, exchange mushy love letters or a deep and meaningful gift with your partner while you're still back to back and haven't turned to to see each other yet. Do that little gift exchange prior to seeing each other while you can feel each other's presence. Read those words of love and affection or open that gift that, you know, means something to each other and then turn to see each other for the first time on your wedding day. That's going to just open up a whole plethora of possibilities for that emotion to come out and to capture those great, great images. Number 10, don't be afraid to touch, hug, kiss, twirl, whirl, and interact with each other. And again, don't be afraid to let your emotions come out. But here is a pro tip for you. Your hair and makeup artist should still be on site through this first look in case you cry or your faces rub together too aggressively and your makeup gets a bit messy. That way, when you go back to your getting ready suite, they are still there to do any touch-ups that may be needed. Okay, so I advised you that by the time your first look ends, or if you're piggying back piggybacking, I don't even know how to say that. If you are adding on your family formals to the end of your first look to also get them completed prior to the ceremony, and then you're completing all that and you still have an hour before the ceremony start time, what do you do between this hour, between your first look and your ceremony? Okay, so here is what you do. And again, we're we're adding in that padded hour window so that none of your guests see you prior to the ceremony because you want that big reveal with your guests to be at the ceremony. You don't want them to see you traipsing around the venue and then not have a big reveal to your guests at the ceremony. So what do you do within that hour when you're tucked away back in your getting ready suite? You can refresh your makeup. You can use it to relax and calm your nerves. You can use it to practice your vows. You can use it for wedding party picks. 
with, you know, just inside with your wedding party. And you can also use it to get small bites to eat and to hydrate yourself so that you're not passing out during your ceremony. And that is it, guys. That is all of the tips that I have to make your first look flawless. If you loved the tips that I shared on today's podcast, I would love for you to please share a screenshot on your Instagram stories and tag either complete wedding ed or add a girl photo. I know that I have listeners from all over the world, but if you share this on your Instagram stories, I will actually know who you are. And a quick reminder, my book is available on Amazon and it's prime eligible. If you want to know more about the book, my podcast, or my wedding photography, you can log on to completeweddinged.com or atagirlphoto.com. All the links to all the things are in my show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you have an exhilarating day. I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you again during the next episode.